0: The middle of September, how have the first two weeks been for you? It has been, I mean, kind of traditional for me, the way September goes. It flies in and it kind of flies by. But this September has definitely been flying by much faster than I've experienced in the past, and I'm curious how you've been feeling about it. One of the things that I have been kind of wondering about, when we say to each other, you know, time is flying by, or, oh, today felt like a hundred years. And when we feel that way together, it's nice because you're like, oh, you feel kind of seen. It resonates. But then that got me kind of thinking about, well, maybe when we are experiencing time flying by, or feeling so much longer, it can actually be like an invitation to reacquaint, get to know better, reconnect, so many different ways to say it, but a way for us to kind of understand our own personal rhythm, kind of our intuitive rhythm. Because one of the things about Connecting to our intuition and what I've experienced through really working with intuitions and helping other people connect to the way their intuition speaks to them. it is over and over again, I'm sure I will never it will never cease to amaze me how unique and specific everybody's own timing is in that. It's been kind of a revelation for me to understand my own. And when I see other people and people that I'm working with kind of connect to their own rhythm, it's so grounding. It's such a beautiful way to accept ourselves, to accept who we are, and then Do everything we need and want and desire to do based on who and what we are, not other people's timing, how they work, how they go about things. It's so easy, especially in September, July and August tend to be a little bit more fluid, not as much pressure, right? To do things, the feeling to do things. But September, it's like the running start. And when we get into that feeling of the running start, it's so easy to look to other people, the checklists, the the best practices, like all the corporate speak for making you the most productive, the highest achieving, you know, the fullest potential, That's how September can really feel sometimes, even more than a January. So, this September, and what I've really been kind of delving into is looking back. So, really reflecting on maybe a few years, more than a few years, but reflecting back and looking at okay, when did I decide to do something? And then, when was it finally? kind of done or when did it change into something else or when did it kind of become the the seed for the next thing, but really tracking our own rhythm. Because connecting to our intuition, acting on what our intuition is calling us to do, that's kind of the first part. But what I have struggled with And what I've learned, and so I'm so excited to kind of share it, and hopefully it helps at least one of you out there, that what can happen is we listen to our intuition. We start the thing, we know what we want to do, but then the pressure kind of starts to mount. We can start to push ourselves to really get it done. When I am feeling like I want to kind of push myself That's when I look outside of myself for, okay, well, how are other people? How do they do it? How does it work for them? What is their secret? Let me put that into what I'm doing. But all that does is it confuses my own intuition, my own rhythm, timing, pace of how things work for me. And then when I push and do other people's, you know, try to align myself or like calibrate myself to somebody else's rhythm, the way they work, the way they get things done, then it totally confuses what I was trying to do in the first place. And then I lose the intention of what I was doing, why I was doing it, what I wanted to do with it. And then it gets held in kind of a static position. It gets left behind. And then because I didn't, finish or go through with the thing that I wanted to do, that I felt so inspired to do, then I lose trust in myself. Then the next thing that I want to do, I don't have as much confidence in the follow-through because I'm not trusting my own rhythm. I'm not trusting what my intuition is saying. So now what I do and I'm trying to do and what has been working for me and it's a kind of one day at a time thing, still, when you are working on a project, you know, doesn't have to be 100% all the time. But what I have been doing to remember my own intuitive rhythm is what I found looking back. I mean, this is one of the best things about journaling. So I cannot say enough good things about writing down what is going on when you are making changes, when you are doing something new, when you are feeling trepidatious or a little bit uncertain about what your intuition and your heart are calling for you to follow. So hopefully you have some of those or maybe you make notes or just you know, daydream into where you were two years ago, one year ago, when you thought of the thing, and then what happened through that time. Because my personal rhythm, which I will share, but remember, you have your own, so don't take mine because it probably won't be the same. But my rhythm, as an example, is it has about an 18 month journey, 18 month cycle, a year and a half, much longer than I would choose, way longer. When I found it, I went back and kind of kept looking. I'm like, really? Is it 18 months? It takes me 18 months for things to kind of solidify into what I want it to fully be. So that's also a nice kind of signal that you are following your own intuitive rhythm because it's usually not what you would choose for yourself. It's not the one that you think you should have or that you think you should need, but it's the one that you are. So when you follow it, that is the most productive from my experience. So 18 months doesn't mean that nothing happens in that year and a half. But when a project comes into my mind, when something new inspiration-wise, it goes through many iterations. And that really makes sense to me now because now I'm in kind of the next cycle of that, coming to the end, going into the next. And I have all of these new ideas that have been or were planted 18 months ago that I've been doing kind of somewhat little bits here and there about, but now they're really coming together. And what that does or has done for me really figuring out, and I'm sure I will figure it out, you know, most likely a lifetime of connecting to our own personal rhythm, but what it does When you do take the time to connect to your own rhythm, and not just for projects, but that's kind of the one that I'm focusing on right now, but when you do, what it offers us is permission and a trust that you can kind of lean into, but not forward, something you can kind of lean back into, something that almost holds you, because instead of wondering if you'll ever be able to do it, you can look and say, okay, well, I'm in my rhythm right now. I'm on the way. And right now, if I'm not seeing the full results, I know that it's part of the rhythm, part of my cycle. And then this is the same thing. If you are wanting to do more creative projects, something that, actively is something creating so writing drawing taking pictures making collages what are some other art pottery painting sculpture so many things but you can start to look at your creative rhythm that way too on a smaller scale and really reflect on what that you know journey of your creativity was because from my experience Our intuition and our creativity come from the same place. So when we do make something, even if it's small in your mind, if you think, well, it's you know, I'm not an artist. If you're making something, you're creating art. You are an artist. But when you look at your own creative rhythm, you reflect on it, that builds more trust again, more trust in you listening to your intuition. Trust in the fact that you can bring to life something that you only thought of or felt. Like actively being present because you're creating something. And what I love about the intuitive rhythm that I'm like leaning back into is that even when it doesn't look or feel or seem like anything is happening, because I know my rhythm, because I trust the intuitive rhythm. I trust that, that thing that's not happening yet, that it's in process, that it is happening. And I don't have to rush or push or try A, B, C, and D to change it or fix it. But the only way To know for me that I'm not procrastinating or, you know, doing some kind of rationalization where I'm not making excuses. There you go. That's the word I was thinking of. To make sure that I'm not making excuses for myself, I have to every day connect to my intuition. I have to practice it. It is a total practice. But it's for something. I think that's what we kind of forget that creating all of these practices, journal practices, gratitude practices, intuitive practices. You know, if you do yoga, your yoga practice, you know, I like to do strength and workout training every day. And that is a a body practice. The practice is so that it's not something that we have to remember. Eventually, it'll just be a muscle memory. And that's how tuning in and connecting to my intuition has evolved for me. Because even though I have a practice, it is not super long and it doesn't take a ton of time. But to continue according to my timing, I have to connect to my intuition and honor my intuitive rhythm. Okay. So if looking back, you don't have your journals, you didn't start journaling until this year, or it sounds a little bit too tricky, or you're unsure of how you can really go back and look at your own rhythm, the timeline of it. One way to do it, one way to tune into it, one way to find it is if you can imagine the last time You were rushing somewhere. The last time you were not working or moving the way that you would have preferred, where there wasn't enough time and you had to rush. So, when you imagine that time, the way to connect to what your intuitive rhythm is is to take a few minutes, imagine that time and feel what is happening in your body. And that might take some time. And guess what? If it takes time, that's what you need. That is part of your rhythm. (laughs) It's not going to be fast if it's taking time. So maybe your intuitive rhythm is not crazy quick. So if you feel to what is happening in your body, like I can give myself as an example. If I think back to the last time I was rushing, Right away, I get kind of a heavy knot in my stomach. So, if you're connecting to what you're feeling in your body, connect to what it feels like and then really describe it to yourself. So, mine is a heavy knot. So, that tells me that when I'm rushing, when I'm not on my time, my body is saying it's feeling heavy and it's tied in a knot. Knots. And heaviness, those are meant to keep something where it is, to even drag it down deeper, hold it steady from moving. So when I'm rushing, my body is saying the exact opposite. It's not even moving a little bit slower, it wants to stop moving. So I know right away okay, I am not supposed to go that fast at that time. But I'm probably not meant to just like stay where I am if I'm meant to be rushing. But no, that is what I was meant to do. When I'm feeling sped up and rushing, that's what I do now. I stop even for a few minutes because sometimes, you know, sometimes there is not a lot of time and so you do have to get there. But I always give myself at least a few minutes to come back to my time. And then what I'll have to do is I kind of promise myself, I understand that this is not the right time for me, for my body, for my well-being. This is not the right timing. I should not be rushing. So I'm going to take a moment and really feel my body, feel my breath, do some nice breaths, breathing in. You know, all the way to the stomach, all the way down to the feet, if you can. And then letting that breath out. And that's like a reset. So that kind of resets my own rhythm timing. And then my body, my intuition can kind of feel in alignment with what I'm doing. And then I can start to honor and trust my own rhythm again, even if I have to kind of rush somewhere after that. I know that I'm not rushing because I I need to rush. I'm rushing because of the circumstances I'm in. And I'll know that for next time I will try my best to give myself enough time so that I'm not rushing. And this feels very important to do for September because everybody is running around. I feel it. People are going fast. So what can you do to slow right down, even for a minute or two? Because I know that's what your intuition wants you to do. It needs you to hear what it's saying. So now that we've kind of slowed right down, now we're going to do kind of an intuitive lab, an intuition lab, a great exercise. For you to develop your relationship with your intuition, because it's something that we should be doing all the time. But a lot of times we do the one thing that we're used to, and then we kind of forget about it or lose our passion for it or a spark for it. So it's always good to have new exercises to connect back to yourself. So in today's Intuition Lab, we're going to do an exercise where we're going to connect how our intuition speaks to us through our imagination. Because when we allow ourselves to hear our intuition speaking to us through our imagination, what happens? A beautiful byproduct of it. Which is the whole point of doing intuitive or intuition development. We trust. We trust ourselves. We trust our imagination. Our imagination all of a sudden becomes real because we can differentiate what it's trying to explain to us. Our imagination is another beautiful tool that we have naturally from birth, just like our intuition, just like our heart, just like our creative flow. Just like all the beautiful, natural things that sometimes can appear supernatural, but they're just natural. So maybe you do it now, maybe you do it later, but you're going to put a timer on your phone for about five minutes. So you start the timer and you're going to sit down and you're going to put your hands on your stomach. And I'm not going to say, you know, your sacral or your solar plexus, because it's kind of the whole place. So you want to put your hands wherever feels comfortable and then you're going to close your eyes and you're going to do a nice deep breath down into your stomach and you're going to say to yourself, what do I need to know today? What am I missing? What am I not seeing? What do I need to know today that will help me for the highest good of myself and for the highest good of all? What do I need to know? And then allow your imagination to show you. And don't second guess it because it's your imagination. It can show you whatever it wants. And I say don't second guess it because most likely it will not be exactly what you want or imagined, (laughs) what you imagined your imagination to give you, but just receive it. So whether it's an object, whether it is a flower or a book or a person or maybe a memory or an animal. Whatever it is, feel in to what your imagination is showing you. So if it's showing you a flower, what kind of flower is it? What color is it? Does it have a smell? Can you remember what that smells like? What the scent is? Does it remind you of anything? how does it make you feel? And all of those things are aspects of what your intuition is telling you that you need, that you may be missing. So for instance, very simply, say you see a sunflower, your imagination decides to have a field of sunflowers. Maybe the sunflowers make you feel happy. Maybe it makes you think of the sun and how bright the sun shines. And then maybe it makes you feel, oh, do you know, I haven't really been shining as bright as I feel called to. So maybe that's part of the need. Maybe you need a little bit more sun in your life. Maybe something needs to be illuminated. If the sun is really, you know, those sunflowers are really big in your imagination. Maybe your intuition is trying to tell you that you need to shed some light on something that you haven't been looking at. So you can see how creative it is to become like a detective using your imagination as a tool to really feel into and figure out what your intuition is asking. And I'm offering the what do I need? Because I have found for myself and for so many others that that is where we can really get confused, where we can forget what we need. So, this week, I hope that you can carve out some time for yourself, five minutes, put the timer on, and just let your imagination speak. Let it be the translator for your intuition. And I know I've kind of touched on this before in other episodes, but it just feels so important right now for all of us to really connect to what we need and to connect to how. Our own intuition speaks through all of these things that we naturally have. And if you need help, if you need support to really be able to stop for a moment and connect to your imagination, your intuition, if following and understanding your intuitive rhythm sounds kind of impossible because you have so many things on your plate and your mind is always kind of thinking of the next thing and what you need to do, then please go to, I believe it's episode eight and listen to my grounding meditation because it's quick. It's just under eight minutes and it helps you get back into your body and back into yourself. It helps you ground your energy, embody all of your energy so that you can connect to your intuition and your imagination does have the ability to speak what your intuition is trying to say. Because if our energy isn't grounded, then all of these kind of exercises, they're not as easy to do. So grounding your energy is always top, top, top. Every time, and I'll just say because I feel like probably more than one of us needs to remember this, me included. Whenever you feel your mind running, maybe spiraling or maybe looping, when you're worrying about something over and over again, when you feel frustrated and can't kind of get any real clear thinking, any clarity, when you feel maybe a little bit down on yourself, maybe a little bit too critical, quite judgmental of yourself or especially if you're judging other people, all of those are signs that you need to ground your energy. And just try it once if you haven't been doing it as a practice. See the difference after you do a quick grounding meditation exercise. Ask a question beforehand and then ask the same question after and see if you have way more clarity after you ground down into your body. So get into the grounding, let your imagination speak through your intuition and start tracking your own intuitive rhythm. And I I hope that some of you will reach out and let me know how it goes. Because from what I've seen already, kind of working with this intuitive rhythm idea, oh my gosh, there's so much relief in it because you recognize it as yours. And then you have permission to be yourself and then you trust what you want to do and how you are going to do it because you know that it's coming from your own unique rhythm, which is so beautiful. So I encourage you to really step into your own rhythm, your intuitive rhythm. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. I would love to hear how. It goes like I said before. Please reach out to me if you have any thoughts or questions. Don't hesitate to send me a message on my Instagram at Treenlight, T R E E N L I G H T, or through my website, treenlight.com. And of course, if you're curious about working with me, I always offer a free clarity session to chat about your needs and kind of see how I can support you. And it's easy to book that through my website, but I will leave all of the notes and links in my show notes. And you'll find the link to sign up for my weekly lighthouse letter there too, if you haven't already, and that is free. And yes, if you feel called to support this podcast, please share it with a friend, share an episode, or leave a review if you feel called, because that's the best way for people to find it as well. Thank you again, be kind to yourself, and I will talk to you soon.